might as well run it. Yep. Let's run the Bomberuski. Huh? Run the Bomberuski. Bomberuski. Headline. The skeleton in me is not my only one. Dead or alive, exterminate and kill the smoking gun. Hook up the chair, pull the switches, leave us hanging there. Cut up the bus at the machine, I'm pulling out my hair. I knew we weren't ready to play football today. I knew we weren't ready to play football. They brought the A team out today. I can see that right now. I can see they brought the A plus team out. You guys doing a good job. Right on it. Right on it. We got, uh, had to scramble out of there quite a bit. A lot of sacks. Uh, well, we didn't block them. But we made up for it by not tackling. We're going to play fast and furious. That's what we do. And we're going to run it when we feel like, because we want to run it. Not because somebody feels like it's, we got to be balanced. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're talking football once again. Jim Thomas here with Mike Martz. Mike, how you doing, coach? Good morning. I'm doing great. It's good to be here. We're, we're getting close to uh, mid-season. Now, Mike, you're going to be out of town next week. Normally, would you hand out the Halloween candy? Huh? <laughs> Come on, St. Albans. It's got to be pretty yeah. good stuff. You're not yeah. giving out the We turn the all the lights stuff. out. No, no. We just... <laughs> you turn all your lights out. Come on. Huh? No, that's a that's a big deal for us. It's always been, you know, when you have four kids, you can't get help but get fired up about that stuff. But, you know, it's uh, last Halloween, we had some kids. You know, San Diego, nobody goes out on Halloween. Really? Yeah, yeah, we had maybe maybe half a dozen kids, but no, there's a in St. Yeah, Albans. They were they pretty were, cool. Yeah, they were out there. Oh yeah, yeah they're out. Yeah. Now Craig Baruby, the the hockey coach, he said he hated candy and didn't <laughs> believe in Halloween, so he was kind of a Grinch on that. But uh, anyway, yeah, we we had some uh, as usual some fantastic games last week, and boy, every every week uh, brings something a little different. Uh, I think last week showed just how competitive this league is. Uh, it was a limited schedule because there were six buys, but uh, there were six early games, okay? The noon starts here Central Time. In five of those six games, the team with the lesser record won. There were five 5-1 five and one teams sharing the best record in the league overall, and three of them lost, the Lions, the Dolphins, and the Niners. So we, we've got only two 6-1 and one teams, and that would be KC and uh, the fighting Taylor Swifts and uh, Philly. And then the 1-5 and five teams, there, there were... Uh, Five of them, and and four of them won. Chicago, New England, the Giants, and Denver all won. Arizona was the only one in that group to lose. They're one and six. You have Carolina at the bottom. Uh, they they had a bye last week. They're they're zero six. This week, no buys for some reason. We got sixteen games, Mike. But Mike, the uh, boy, the league the league is balanced. Every year, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's hard to explain to people, um, fans in particular, that. Uh, how competitive it really is. The difference between the worst team and the best team is not significant. Never has been. Um, it's a long season. You know, usually it's, it's a couple of guys here or there. You know, if you don't have a quarterback or, you know, it's just, it's just there's not that big of a, a difference. And so anybody can jump up and beat anybody at any time. You know, we beat we beat uh, Carolina at our place, and this is an 0-1. And it was, I think it was 42 to nothing and a half or 49 to nothing and a half. And, Mm-hmm. You know, we substitute everybody the second half. We go out to play them at the end of the year, and they're on the 20 going in. We stop them on fourth down, otherwise they beat us. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, we were exhausted by them, but we were playing as good, and they were playing good. And it's a different team. You know, you, you just you just don't know. You just don't know what you're going to get. Mike, I always thought you were one of the underrated things about you was uh, as a motivator. How do you keep the team motivated uh, when you're pay- playing a team with a lesser record, the players to just even if it's subconsciously, you know, 
let down a little bit thinking, oh, we got these guys. Well, that's the whole point of that is you have to talk to your players every week about uh, no matter who you play, it, you know, it's just, first of all, know the structures, what you have to do, the game plan, how it applies, the analytic part of it, you know, and then the rest of it is um, we play to a standard that we have set and we're trying to get better every week. And if you, if you, we say a term excellence, we pursued excellence in all that we did. And so if we weren't practicing well, then we call it to their attention. But you have to talk about that stuff every day. And it's never about them. It's always about you and how well you play. And that, our whole focus was always on on how well we play, how well we practice. And that's why people used to say we ran score up. Well, we really didn't We because we, <laughs> we pulled guys. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they don't pull them, but we would pull guys and, and back you'd, off. And you'd, and you'd just hand the ball off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd do that. But, I mean, the, the whole point was um, we never – would take a, a look at it, somebody and say, well, this is what it's going to take to, to win this game. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, you, now you're trying to judge how hard you have to play. So we just had stop and go. That's all we had. We had stop and we had go. Mm-hmm. When we hit go, everybody was on. <laughs> and you mentioned uh, people accusing you of running up. In the NFL, unlike college football, it's not like you can have the third or fourth string running back in at the end of the game because – you can only dress, what was it, 45? Uh, it's but not you like know, you have a third string available. But that, that's what was so crazy about it, though, Jim, is, um, you know, we, we played the Jets, and they were undefeated. They were, I think they were 5-0. and We might have been 6-0 and one And we go up there in New York to play them, and they're number two in, on offense. We're number one. They're, they're really good. They just came from behind and beat Miami in the fourth quarter down there. They were down like three touchdowns, and, so in the, in the middle of the third quarter, we onside kick. And I think we're up 17 points, but we onside kick. Oh, we yeah. Up. Boy, the New York media didn't like you for no, that one, they Michael. Like they did not like you. Yeah, you know, there was reasons for that. I mean, obviously, I was talking to Bobby April, a special teams coach. He says, Coach, every time we kicked out to him, they're running up the 40-yard line. And he said, they're just taking off from running on the kick. I said, well, onside kick then. That'll slow them down. So they did, and we got it, and that stopped that. So, uh, no, and then, yeah, you know. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Uh, was, that, uh, was that a Trent Green start in that game? Was Kurt hurt? No, Marshall was out. Okay. And, Mar- and Marshall was out, and, was right. It just, was it Trung or Justin Trunk, No, Trunk Cannon, I think he rushed for 140 yards. Yeah. That's one where he took an option off of Oz. It came and went about 60 with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, we had a terrific plan for them. I was excited about playing them, and. You know, we played really well on both sides of the ball, and that was really a good team, and we beat them pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But that's my point right there. That's a really good team, and you play to that level. You don't back off, and you just go. You yeah. know, and then at the end of the game, that, that's it. But, and, and of course, uh, you know, people that are in the game, they get They understand. You know, I said, you guys are ridiculous. They're, after the game, you were there. They, yes, they, they were also, coming after uh, you. I also got all the New York papers the next day, and uh, yeah, they they didn't like that onside kick, but uh, well, that's I don't right. think Mike cared. No, that's all right. Well, it was it, that's how you played, though. You said stop and go, stop and go, buddy. You you you, you had the you had the uh, your foot on the pedal, man. Well, and I think uh, it intimidated some of the teams in the league too, to be honest with you, because yeah, um, we just were we got to be like a machine after a while, and the guys loved it. They just. You just keep feeding the, the beast, so to speak. You know, you just let them go. Yeah, yeah. It breeds uh, it breeds confidence. Well, some some interesting games. Uh, we'll start with uh, uh, just briefly. Uh, one of the most exciting games I thought was the Cleveland at Indy, thirty nine thirty eight. A strange finish. Uh, 
Cleveland had, what, a first and goal at the one. They throw three passes. They're all incomplete. And then on fourth down, Kareem Hunt scores. And so Cleveland uh, now 4-2. and two. Deshaun Watson returned, gets re-injured. He's out this week, Mike. So we're going to see. Oh, whoa, Pete. whoa! He's out this week because they said he was going to play. Oh, I thought no. I thought early in the week the coach said, "Yeah, he, we we expect." Yeah, him no, to start. really. Okay, I thought maybe it was PJ Walker, but. Uh, well, I mean, he, that's what they said. Yeah, on, you could, on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, said, no, I think he's out. But but uh, the the player of that game was Miles Garrett. Man, what a uh, defensive <laughs> player! What he had seven solo t- yeah. uh, tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to block a field goal. Yeah. That, was that? One of those deals where he just hopped over the yeah. line, I think. Yeah, like six, seven, three hundred pounds. How do you do yeah. that? You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Cleveland, uh, uh, they definitely, uh, they definitely look uh, look legit. Although that, like I said, that was a back and forth game. They're really good. They're really, really good on defense. I, I don't think they're you have much trouble arguing that they're the best defense in the league. I think it's pretty self evident at this point, you know. And they're playing with such enthusiasm and energy. That's fun to watch. Yeah, and I think offensively, you know, here's a guy at a 50% passer, and he hasn't thrown a touchdown yet, but, you know, he, they've been able to move the ball and do just enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Detroit at Baltimore. We we both called Detroit, and, uh, whew, Baltimore, you know how they came out, Mike? They came out uh, fast and furious. They did. <laughs> well, here's reminding me of another team. 38-6 to Baltimore. I mean, it was you just know, unbelievable. The, it was the, 28 to nothing midway through the second quarter. Yeah, they only had, uh, I think after, I think I think two possessions, Detroit went one, two, three, kick, one, two, three, kick. And yeah, it wasn't turnovers. No, just, they, they just, just couldn't get, get the first time. Uh, what happened to me was they finally are letting Lamar be a quarterback. You know, they're not trying to be cautious with him. You know, he's a pocket passer. I think he feels comfortable back there. He looks terrific doing it. I think the coordinator has done a great job of morphing back into this because it's where his future is. And they just let him throw it on first down and second down down the field. And that's not – they kind of work to that during the game occasionally, but they just let him go. And they just opened up the offense. And Detroit said, whoa. This is who we prepared to see here. Detroit was they were Baltimore was playing at a different speed. Unfortunately, they were. And what happens like that is is when you go, when you they go all the way down, score the first possession. Okay, all right, now we got to answer that. And then you go back, go one, two, three, kick, and then they do the same thing. Now panic starts to set in, you know, and then it's hard. And then you yeah. then the, you get back on your heels and you get slapped and you just kind of stunned, you know. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, so it's 28 to nothing like midway through the second quarter. The total yards were Baltimore 325, Detroit 13. But you, you make a good point about Jackson. They they were saying the the broadcasters on the game that uh they're uh they're not calling Hardly any designed runs with him. It's like okay, they if don't you need want to, to scramble because yeah. they don't want to get him hurt. No, and that's that's you know why did, why did it take him so long to get to this? You know, right? Yeah, I think I think what's hurt him is in the past they've made the assumption that uh, you know he's going to beat ultimately win because he can run the football so well, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. I mean, he's a he's got terrific passing skills. He just need to learn to be in the pocket, but you can't do that by not being in the pocket, right? Yeah. Yeah. And forced yeah. to do it. Yeah. And they started doing it with him early in the year, and I, I remarked, I think, even on the show, he looks terrific in the pocket. And now each week he's gotten so much better, and finally I think they just took the handcuffs off him and said, yeah, I well, mean, this, was, this is like having Patrick Mahomes. Let's just go. Yeah, I uh, 
that's by far the best I've uh, seen him play. And you, 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 you bring up a good point with their, their new offensive coordinator. It's Todd Munkin. He's a cousin of Army head coach Jeff Munkin. And the Munkins mainly— Oh, in, you just had to get that in there. Of course I did. Of course I did. Even <laughs> though we lost— uh, We lost— we Yeah, lost. how did Army do this last week, by the way? Uh, we had zero. <laughs> LSU had 62. Thank you very much, Mike. But, uh, no, the Munkin family, pretty renowned in Illinois, especially in high school— uh, High school circles and Todd Munkin, the 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 Ravens court. He's got a new offense. He he was at Georgia, uh, the two national championship uh, years. But before that, some uh, NFL experience. But he's done a good job. You 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 got a guy like a talent like Lamar Jackson. You got to tailor your offense to him, right? No, no, no. I mean, that's what they did. That's what was wrong. Uh-huh. They made the assumption that that we got to have oh, runs for him run. and yeah. we got to do this. No. They, you're 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 making an assumption that he can't do some of these. You got to make him prove that he can. You can't assume that. You know what I mean? And that's what Todd's done such a great job of. They've they've tried to keep him in the pocket. They've told him his footwork in the pocket looks like a pocket quarterback. Before he's all over the place. Right. Right. Now he's disciplined. He gets back. He I see him going through reads. You know, working through reads and checking it down. And uh, he's not he's not watching the protection like he used to. He's standing there taking hits and making throws. And, you know, before, the assumption was, well, just go with it, all right? If the first guy's not open, just take off and go with it, you know, that kind of thing. Well, it's like I said before, you're going to get to a certain age, and that just go with it means you're not going to get as far as you used to get. You right. know what I mean? Right. So right. his future at this point at his age is his ability to throw the football, and I think he understands yeah. that. Boy, it was uh, – and Detroit hurting without, you know, David Montgomery out. Jamar Gibbs came back, but he, you know – he looked like he wasn't yet 100%. Yeah, but Jameer, yeah, he averaged 6.6 yards a rush. Yeah, but I think I, I think he gets more touches maybe if he's— if He probably he, does, yeah. but I, I do think they came out in— uh, I you know, they came out trying to run the football. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's certain—it's just like when we went— you remember the Seattle game. We go up there. I think we had 50, 60, 70 yards at halftime. They had like 250, mm-hmm. and we're getting beat soundly 24 to seven and a half or whatever. And you come back out and at some point you say, okay, it's time to go to two minute offense and you just go, you know, and they never did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New England 29, Buffalo 25, Belichick's 300th regular season victory. Uh, the bills, uh, they had won four straight against the Pats. Uh, I don't know. Buffalo now four and three. Uh, did did well, they have some issues? With obviously, it? New England must have must have videotaped their practice. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh, but we shouldn't laugh. Should we, Mike? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You can read about it in the uh, uh, what's what, what's our working title? Third and long. Third and long, Third and long yeah. coming out uh, <laughs> in in a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Buffalo though. They got they've got to regroup, but they're they're not alone on that. Just briefly, I'll mention the uh, uh, the Giants uh, beating Washington. It's good to have Saquon Barkley back. Tyrod Taylor throws a couple TD passes. Should they should they go with him or do, do, do when Daniel Jones or do you want Daniel Jones back in there? I've never liked Daniel Jones. I've never felt like I I just don't think he has a feel for the position. He just uh, doesn't. He's kind of he just doesn't. Tyrod, I think he's a better player. I I just stay with him. Yeah. Interesting, because uh, Duke would play Army every year. Here I am talking about it. But 
I didn't think Jones was very accurate. And I remember long ago you told me three things you had to have in a quarterback were intelligence, toughness, and accuracy that you didn't necessarily care about, arm strength. And, uh, you know, the guy in today's uh, age, he was like a 54% passer in uh, college. And that's nowadays that's not going to work. Now, you can't change it. Remember Josh Allen wasn't a very accurate passer at in college, but well, he came into the league and yeah. now while his completion percentage low, but not now he, he's 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 way up there. But Jones never never seemed that accurate to me. Well, but the difference is when you watch Josh in, in college, some of the throws he could make were pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. You watch Jones in college and he just missed. Yeah, he's yeah. just out. Uh, and it, it, the first part of his career, he did. He just he just missed. He just doesn't have a real good feel for it. I don't think, and I, I just, um, yeah, I think that's an issue. It's going to be an issue coming down the stretch now. Chicago, 30, Las Vegas, 12. Your guy, uh, Devontae Adams, he had seven catches, but for only 57 yards. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but they, they had the Division Two player, Tyson Bajan, starting at quarterback, uh, and he gets the win. I guess you... Maybe, do you stay with him? I mean, he didn't throw for a lot of yards, but uh, you know so, he got him. He got him some points. So the problem with that is, for three years, yeah. you had a quarterback that you drafted high and gave a lot of money to that can't win. You had a guy, a Division two guy, that comes in and wins. And I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a message there. If you can't read that message, <laughs> then you're me, really not very wait a minute, bright. Let me guess. Or as I'm wiping my eyes here, uh, we drafted the wrong guy. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. The same thing happened in San Francisco. You got Purdy, and look at, you know, there Trey Lance was there. Those guys were remarkable. It's just like Daniel Jones. They have these speed, foot speed. They throw bullets. They're great athletes. They do everything, but, you know, uh, they're not accurate. Or they're, you know, they just don't, They you know, the cognitive part of the game just isn't there for them. Yeah, yeah. You look at uh, uh, not all, but a lot of these Ohio State quarterbacks haven't clicked is there something to a program or do you take it well in a, a player by player they play behind you know maybe the, a play a program maybe how they develop quarterbacks. they, they play behind the wall of china there to begin with i mean there, nobody gets to the quarterback there you go back and look at fields in college and and i promise you he held the ball for three seconds or more on all of his pass play well that's ridiculous you, you get to 2.5 in the nfl and you're probably running for your life mm-hmm. you know 2.5 to 2.7 that ball should be out of there by then and, you know, he can't do that. doesn't seem like a lot of time, Mike. It's not. Read a defense, it's not. He, go through you know, your progressions. No, it, you, you, it's, it happens. In a split. That's why the cognitive part of the game is everything. That's what Brock Purdy has, you know, and that's what Trey Lance doesn't have, and that's what makes the difference. Uh, Atlanta 16, uh, uh, Tampa Bay uh, 13. Atlanta 4-3 and three on, top, on top of the, uh, the uh, NFC South now. They tried uh, to lose that. Quarterback what? tried to lose that. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, Desmond Ritter, he loses three fumbles, and one was the dreaded fumble out of the end zone, so it's a touchback to the other team. Do you like that rule? You fumble it out of the end yeah. zone, the other team gets it. I love the rule. <laughs> you know, the guy's coming in there, he, he gets into a jog. Yes. He got into the Tony Banks mode. He's, <laughs> he's, he's more concerned about how he looks, and mm-hmm. he cruises in there and – doesn't get across the goal line time. The ball comes out. You know, I personally, I'd have fired the guy. I got to find another quarterback. 
He made a couple of big throws, but yeah, that was that was just awful. You can't. And, that's that yeah. to me, Jim. That's attitude. That's just all attitude. His all his turnovers to me are just uh, a lack of focus. Yeah. And he and I would be in a, a closed room for a long time, and by the time he came out of it, he'd either be fired or he he know he's supposed to do. Wouldn't be one of those. Uh, how do you? Wouldn't be one of those kumbaya sessions. We wouldn't hold hands. No. <laughs> Yeah, that, that it's hard. It's hard to get a read on the uh, on, on the uh, NFC South uh, right now. I'm, I'm flipping through my notes and uh, I'm looking now at Philly 31, Miami 17. I don't know, Mike. I guess all this talk about the Dolphins uh, being the uh, the new greatest show may maybe a little premature. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that was so good about our guys is they did it for over such a long period of time against everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that old one season, I keep telling people, you, we played the toughest schedule in the league that year. Yeah. yeah. The toughest schedule. And we, and uh, they just, we just battled every week. And, you know, you're gonna, against the good teams. You, know, you find a way to win. And they just don't have enough. And what they, what the defensive front did to their offensive line uh, was ridiculous. They just physically beat them up. Yeah. yeah. And you've mentioned a couple times, Mike, that you thought Philly might have the best combination of, offensive line and defensive line and they it wasn't an overly impressive performance by Philly I know you haven't been overly impressive but they did just find a way to kind of grind it out they're so physical on both sides they're so physical and they're very well coached on both sides of the ball I still not sold on the quarterback um he's kind of a one and done but they play to that they do a great job he's very accurate he, to buy time he'll just take off and he may you know he makes all of his big plays you know out on the perimeter you know, but against a great defense, he's not going to do that. And that's, you know, they they gave him some problems there because they, you know, right the the pick six here a while ago and the fumble in the same game and you know a really good front and pressures him, will, he'll have a hard time. And lastly, in terms of looking at last week's games, the Minnesota twenty-two, San Francisco seventeen. That was the Monday night game. Uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, couple of bad interceptions in that game and uh entered the concussion protocol uh after that and it's not for sure that he'll be out this week at least as we sit here now at our our beautiful uh fans 590 uh studio here but uh usually if you have you're in the protocol you're out at least a week i love 49er fans now they want they want to burn them on the cross right they just, <laughs> well that's any days. fans yeah, no yeah. but the 40 yeah. they're the worst um <laughs> you just don't like the 49ers come on let's face it no i just yeah. no i i worked there a year I, it was good um i think uh whatever problems they have it's not brock purdy i promise you yeah uh, jennings the receiver fooled them twice in one of those picks and then the other the other one the last one he throws, receivers got to get underneath that safety. Yeah, he doesn't. He gives him up. He's just that's what you work on that. You coach that, and he just didn't do it. Yeah. So uh, San Francisco with some work to do. We're getting close on a break. We we usually try to get in our this week in Rams football. So we got about uh, we got about two and a half minutes to uh, uh, do it. And uh, you know I go through stuff and I. Uh, uh, look look for things of interest and this one stood out it was this weekend it was the 28th of october 1996 a tough overtime loss to baltimore 37 to 31 the old memorial stadium you were wide receiver coach we walk in the locker room a player known as mad cow alberto white starts yelling at the media claiming we were there to i'll try to put this delicately to look at his genitals 
obscenity laced tirade. The next day, uh, I get a call from Rick Smith, who's right across from me through a wall in the PR. He says, "Hey, Jimmy," and I don't do a good Rick Smith anymore. Everybody used to for a hey, while. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. The mad cow just got cut. You might be able to take him in the talk to him in the parking lot. So, so I did. The mad cow was always okay with me, but uh, he was a strange bird. Now you were coaching ride receivers. I don't know if you remember anything. about I remember the mad everything cow. about the game. Yeah, but that, I mean about the mad cow though. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. Uh, no, but the game itself is. We had a couple of drives in those overtimes to kick a field goal to win it. We didn't make any of the field goals. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. must have missed three well, field goals. Was it a? Uh, didn't you have a? Uh, didn't you have a chance to kick a field goal in overtime, and end. it was a bad snap? Yeah, or was that in regulation? No, uh, in overtime we had a couple of chances on on field goals in overtime, mm-hmm. at least two that yeah. I remember. Yeah, we had a couple of nice drives going down there to get in position to kick the field goal. Missed either missed it or dropped the ball or or whatever it was. I don't remember that part, but I know that in the end we had a field goal that was certainly makeable. Yeah. I thought, okay, finally we're going to win this. He missed yeah. a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Had said, those early years in St. Louis had some trouble with uh, kickers. Isaac Bruce, though, he was on his game, 11 catches, 229 yards. And I remember, you know how fiery uh, Isaac was. I remember some of the fans were getting on him. And that, that stadium, they were right up on top of you. Yeah. I remember him, like, arguing or in a little yelling match with he some just, fans. He just, that, he just feeds in that stuff now, What's that? He just feeds on that. As quiet yeah. Yeah. and reverent as he looks on uh-huh. the field, you can't tell when you're watching him play. He'll walk by a player, and he's looking forward, and then you'll see the defender's head snap over to him. He's saying something about his, his uh, heritage as he's walking by. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 229 yards. It wasn't even his career high. He had uh, 233 the next year in a 34-31 loss to Atlanta. We'll be right back. This is Talking Football brought to you by... Tropical World Pets. 